Hello everybody, welcome to For The Record episode number 70. Hope everyone is having a great week so far and all that jazz. Um, I am super tired right now. I was at a show last night. I covered Alisana. Um, if you guys know who that is, they're uh, uh, like a post-hardcore band from out in North Carolina and they I finally happened to catch their show. I've had no luck with ever trying to catch their sets anytime they've come through the bay area and they don't always come out here even when they did warp tour i was never able to see it but man they were they were fantastic that was such a fun show they were touring in support and still are touring in support of the uh i think it was the second album they put out it was called on frail wings of vanity and wax um if, if it wasn't the second then it was definitely the first but regardless they were a very fun show if they're coming through your area please go and check them out they were a lot of fun and we'll have photos and a review up on the site shamelesspromo.net in just a couple of days um today's episode was sponsored by audible.com to sign up and get a free audiobook and free 30-day trial go to audibletrial.com slash shameless promo once again audibletrial.com slash shameless promo all right episode 70 um i don't know if you guys recall when i did um i said the other night that i was gonna be working at emo night um in san francisco i think i said that um i I told someone, and so if it wasn't the podcast audience, then it was a friend, but, uh, yeah, what, are you not saying we're friends? Of course I am, I didn't mean that, no, don't give me that look. Anyway, you know what I mean, um, but anyway, I was lucky enough to be hired to be the photographer for Emo Night in, um, San Francisco at Rickshaw Stop, and they do this event every, it comes through every, like, six months or so, it was the show that started in L.A., where three friends decided to basically make a club night, but it's playing the quote-unquote emo music that we all grew up on as teenagers. So I use the term emo in quotes because it just, that was kind of the stereotype that everyone gave you. If you listen to Fall Out Boy or My Chemical Romance or wore dark clothing, you were considered emo. Well, fuck those guys because we made a scene completely our own. Um... But um, anyway, the point is, it's basically, it's like a club night, but instead of playing dance music, we play stuff like Fall Out Boy or The Starting Line, uh, New Found Glory, all, all those bands that, it's, we play all the bands that all of the popular kids in high school, when you, if you ever run into them, like five to seven years after, and they're like, oh my god, I remember listening to that band, that one song, or, oh wow, they're still together, I didn't know that. Those are the people that they just didn't care about the music. They just kind of, it was kind of like a one-shot thing for them. But we're still here. We've created our own scene out of it, and it's fucking awesome. Uh, the inter- This long-winded introduction, I'm, I apologize for, but I did the interview with one of the founders, um, Barbara Sabo, uh, Babs Sabo, and um, she was so wonderful. She was the one that um, had actually hired me, but she, they had three emo nights going on across um, the West Coast, one in San Diego, one I believe in Washington, and then the one in San Francisco, so each of the three people there, because they'll do DJ sets, um, were each at a separate event along the West Coast, and as I say this, I saw a Facebook post earlier today. They did one in, in uh, LA. They're based in Los Angeles, um, and they have uh, they do it like once a month um, down there for on Tuesday, Taking Back Tuesday, like Taking Back Sunday. And um, they just fucking had Sonny Moore play with from first to last. 
Um, if you don't know who Sonny Moore is, you do. Uh, Skrillex. Before Skrillex became the king of dance music, or whatever you want to call it, um, he was the vocalist for the first two from first to last records, um, and that's what a lot of people knew him as. Um, and then he became a major superstar, and the band recently recorded a new song with him on vocals, and it sounded amazing. And now nobody knows if he's back in for sure or if it's going to be just a, a passion project that they do or whatever, if there's going to be a tour. But I know that they played last night. They jumped on stage and played a few songs in front of the sold out emo night and in Los Angeles. And it was apparently fucking pandemonium. Um, so anyway, I got to speak with Babs before the show, just as I was um, helping set up, I mean, helping blow up balloons as well as I could. I did terrible. I'm so sorry. Um, but we talked about just kind of the how, the, how it was founded, where it came from, um, and we just kind of reminisced about the old scene and uh, like if MySpace were still around, what would happen? Do you think it would still have the same effect? Just, just fun things like that. And it was, it was an absolute pleasure to talk to her. Um, I can't wait when this comes back. It's a really fun time to just go out and hear songs that even if you haven't forgotten the scene and you still listen to that music, you don't know what someone's going to play next. And it's like, it's that moment where you're collectively in a room of people and you can go, oh shit, that's awesome. And just sing the words to pretty much every song you grew up with and that still resonates with you today in some way. So here we go. Episode number 70 of For the Record, Emo Night. very much for I mean first first of all for having me come and do this I'm yeah. really excited to photograph tonight this is gonna be a lot of fun that's gonna be great yeah um, I guess the first question that I have in terms of all this is which is probably the one you're sick of answering over and over mm-hmm. again but um, I guess how did this originally come together for you guys sure so when I lived here in San Francisco. Okay, I, cool. I finished college here. I went We're, to SF State. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and <clears throat> me and a couple of friends, um, one of the guys is actually also DJing tonight, Travis Hayes. Nice. He's also a musician. Um, we threw an emo night at Milk Bar okay. like a couple times. Okay. But it was just more of this like very loose, you know, not like planned, not anything. <laughs> or just like, let's get our, you know, friends together. Just and show up out. and just play some music. Yeah. Yeah. And then 
Um, after I moved back to LA, I met one of my business partners, now TJ, at a birthday party. Okay. And we were at a karaoke bar, and we both realized we liked Dashboard Confessionals, so we did Dashboard <laughs> Karaoke <laughs> nice. together. And then after that, we thought, um, I think TJ was like, we should do this. Like, we should go to a bar and, like, get all our friends and just listen to this music. And I said, yes, like, let's definitely do it. Yeah. And then we met Morgan at the job where we were working then. And uh, he became, like, our third partner in it. And his friend worked at a bar in Echo Park and kind of gave us a shot. And we just kind of started there. Nice. Yeah, and it has, you guys have, like, is it, like, a weekly residency at Echo Park? Monthly. First Monthly. Tuesday of okay, month. cool. Yeah. First, oh, sweet. Oh, that's right. Weekly I, would be, yeah. I feel like, too much <laughs> for everybody. Okay, cool. All right, that's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, get from the time frame that you had in, from the moment where you were kind of like, yeah, let's actually do this. Let's make this a thing. About how long did it take to get from just kind of saying that to the Echo, the first Echo Park show, if that makes sense? Yeah, um, I want to say maybe three weeks. How long? That's not bad. Yeah, three weeks to a month. Nice, that's good. Yeah. Um, what was the initial response for the first show? Like, was it... Yeah, the, fir- the first one of the short stop, it was a 150-person cap Jesus. bar. And there were maybe like 500 people. Oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. It'll be, uh, okay. uh, uh, it'll be fine. Yep. It'll, it's okay. not a big deal. Um, there, there's, I had someone, I did one of these once, and we were, I interviewed the Rocket Summer uh-huh. at Bottom of the Hill, yes. and he shared a dressing room with the opener, because it's like a really little tiny room upstairs, and she was, I guess, in the bathroom, it was some local opener, and we're talking... And we hear a sink, and we're like, okay. And then we hear a toilet flush, and we all just burst out laughing because <laughs> it, we were in such a tight space, and yeah. we were just like, you know what? We're gonna make the best of it. So, we've had weird. I've had weird sounds come up on this before, so not a big deal. Um, but that, I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, what was? So you went to SF State. Did you grow up here? I grew up in Hungary. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's. So what? What brought you to San Francisco for? Well, college? so then I moved to LA um, when I was like eleven. Okay. With wow. With my family, and then I moved here just for two years to finish college. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's. I mean. When I moved right back. That's a bit. <laughs> that's a bit of a travel story, definitely. Yeah. Um, I guess so. When I when was your first experience or not experience exposure to? Um, I guess what's dubbed emo music. Um, when did that come in for you in your life? Um, I always try to think back <laughs> to the moment that, you know, it's that hard kind to of pinpoint happened. It. Yeah. yeah, because I remember, you know, watching Blink-182 music videos, but that's, I don't know if that really, like, got me into it. Yeah. Um, my first yeah, yeah. show, though, was at the Palladium, and it was Sum 41. It was, like, oh, maybe sweet. 15. Nice. And I think that, from that point on, I was like, this is who I am. <laughs> you know? Like, this is me now. And uh, there's really no turning back. But before then, I don't really remember the exact moment. Okay, for sure. No, yeah. no, I mean, it's, it's always hard to pinpoint that moment. But it's like you kind of remember that moment in time. Yeah. When it was. I think that's the bigger thing. Yeah, I kind um, of attributed to, like, that time. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time I'd ever heard... Um, I don't remember the first time I ever heard a Green Day song, but I remember the moment that I, I was kind of like, all right, I'm in this. I can't turn back <laughs> yeah. when you get kind of addicted to it. 
Um, I mean, from that point on, did you ever kind of work on different ideas for not necessarily DJ nights, but for other stuff within the music scene when you were in high school or in college? Or yeah, I've been working in the music industry since um, college. Okay, cool. When I went to school here, I was a college marketing rep for Sony Music. Oh, nice. Um, which was kind of my initiation into the music industry. And then after college, I worked at Creative Artists Agency for a year and a half. Oh, awesome. And then that was like a, the craziest time of my life um, in like not a good way. And then <laughs> after that, I worked at a digital agency for about a year, which is where I met TJ and Morgan. Nice. Yeah. That's all, I mean, that's well, kind of what you were saying, how you said it was the craziest time of your life, not in a good way. I mean, <laughs> it's always, I mean, there's that kind of really fucking cliche saying that dawn is always darkest, or it's always darkest just before the dawn. I mean, this is a pretty big dawn in that sense. Yeah, yeah, considering what happened. How, how long has Ema and I been going on now? It's been two years now. Jeez. Yeah. So this is our third year. You would think it's been going on like 10 years, just the I way know. that you oh, look at the way that it's... Just the way that, way that I feel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it's been two years. That's awesome. Yeah. How often do you guys, how often do you guys tour? Uh, we, I mean, tonight, so tonight we're doing three. You've got your three, yeah. all of you are around San the country. San Diego, Portland, and San Francisco. <laughs> and then we have like 20 dates coming up in the next three Jeez. months. Yeah. And then we have our monthly emo, or LA one. Yeah. So a lot. We have a lot coming up. Is it fun traveling though? I mean, it is fun. Yeah. This? yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, some markets like San Francisco and Portland and Seattle, things like that. We've been to a bunch. So it kind of feels like a home away from home. Yeah, definitely. I think it's cool because I'll look at the photos and stuff that Gil will post from, at least from San Francisco. And I, as time goes on, because I did go to the first one that was here, but then every time after that, I'll see a lot of people, whether they're like friends or mutual friends or people that I hadn't met, I'll just see them in the photos. And it's like, it's cool. It's almost kind of like a, almost like a little family of all <laughs> that happens every, any Tuesday night that you guys come through, which is really awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm honestly for tonight, I'm just hoping that. We can all forget about the insanity that is our world oh, just for oh, a few hours, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. Because I, I always think of that, too, is, like, this is such a special community. And no matter what city we go to, it's, like, the same community of people. Yeah. Kind of like what you were saying. You look at the photos, and you're like, oh, those are the same people. Like, I know that person. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. Um, so, I, I, for me, it's, like, this year is just kind of an outlet now to yeah, deal Jesus. with whatever is happening. I mean, this that music was made for for moments like this I mean even though people will joke and it's like oh it's it's teen angst music or whatever it was it's like yeah you connected with it when you were a teenager because it said a lot of the things that you felt but even as an adult it still rings with you especially like at this point in time like this isn't necessarily an emo band but it's really scary to me how an anti-flag record from 2000 still is like has the exact same meaning Mm -hmm. as it does today like I listened to the lyrics it was like a they had an album out during like the Bush administration called For Blood and Empire, and I listened to it a couple days ago, and I'm like, this is scary. Absolutely nothing on this album has changed I know. in terms of the way that they're talking about the press or the like the wars or whatever. So, I mean, is there any band that you think maybe, I guess, res- kind of, maybe not more than others, maybe not more than others, but resonates a little bit strongly with what's going on in the world or any that you guys turn to collectively and 
I don't I don't think there's one band, you know. I think it's <clears throat> it's different for everybody and you know, it it could even be listening to a song that has nothing to do with this. Yeah. But for you it, it makes you feel okay about things for a second, like three minutes and thirty seconds, yeah. you know. So but I don't know. For listening to some forty one a lot, it's yeah. like brought me like today on the plane the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it's really brought me some comfort. Yeah. It's been I mean I, I mean, this is, I've kind of been asking people this, but I mean, what what's your kind of thoughts on what's going on in the world right now? I mean, I don't even need, I don't think I even need to say what yeah. it is that's going on. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking dark, and, yeah. like, it's truly just depressing, and, like, I don't, I don't think anybody saw any of this happening. No. Like, even when he was elected, I think everybody's like, no, but he's gonna, like, try at least a little bit to be somewhat... No, it's not. But it's been the opposite. Or at least I think I tried to talk myself into that, but it's been yeah. the opposite, and it's really fucking scary. And I don't know. I don't even know what to think ever. I think it's, I think it's just like th- there were people who were when this was going on, they were like, "Well, he's not actually going to build a wall." And I'm like, "What do you think he's saying that for? Like, yeah. it's just like a little, like, uh, like an oh, just kidding. No, that's what he's running on. Like, yeah. he's got a delu- he's got an actual like mental problem." And thinks that it's, uh, yeah. Now that I think about it, I really am looking forward to tonight even right. more. Now that I think about it, yeah. Um, man, I don't even I don't even know where to go, like from that point on. But I mean, has I mean, was there? Have you guys done an emo night since the election? If I may ask. Or not not since the election. I'm sorry, since the inauguration. No. Yeah, okay. No. This, so this is, is gonna be the first yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, and that's why I'm, you know, really excited about it. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. It'll be good to just, um, I mean, it's, obviously there's no way to, like, check out of it, but just yeah. to, for a second, kind of, like, distract ourselves and, I don't know. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, the, I, the podcast is very loose and it's just very much a conversation, so mm-hmm. there's nothing too crazy. Um, I have kind of the questions that I think of, but um, I'm trying to think of what else I could ask you. I mean, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of ground that I could cover. Um, what are some of the, in terms of, I know that it sells out pretty much in every city you guys go to, but are mm-hmm. there any cities that not necessarily are better than others, but mm-hmm. maybe have a different, I guess, response to some of the music? Mm-hmm. Um, I think every city, uh, people want to hear different things. That's why I'm really avid about people tweeting requests, which I don't know how it's going to work tonight, because I don't know if like come up with a hashtag or something. Oh, yeah, because, because people all day have, have been like... Asking questions on Twitter, I'm like, for which show? I don't know. <laughs> so, um, but I, you know, I love hearing what people want to hear, and that's why we um, love, like, the Facebook event invites, because people can request stuff in there. Um, so for every city, it's totally different. Um, I do love coming to San Francisco, just because I went to college here. Yeah. So it's nice to be back here. So it's definitely, I think, my favorite market outside of LA. Nice, definitely. I mean, when you have the hometown connection to it, it I mean, it resonates a lot more, yeah. for sure. Um, well, that was that was something that I also thought was really unique about you guys is that like, and it's also really funny because you guys have people tweet in requests on the day of the show. Obviously, like you said, it's a little bit weird because there's three of them going on, but that's how you'll know what to play next and how to, to like have it really interactive and fun. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is that a lot of these bands were around and still are around, but kind of started to rise up during uh, – 
the MySpace era mm-hmm. when we didn't have that, and it's just, I just think it's a very funny irony that we have that. It do you is. think? Th- I mean, do you think that if we had something like if MySpace was still active in the way that it was today, and it was still as engaging with music and with things like that, do you think emo night would still be a thing, or would it? Yeah. Be, yeah. You think yeah, so? I do. Awesome. Yeah. Do you think? It, yeah. I think it would be a thing, and I think that would be so cool if MySpace was still oh, around. Oh god, that would be awesome. Form right now, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. That would be the perfect combination. Um, like I miss having a profile song. Oh god, I miss it that so was much. The best part of my life, though. <laughs> like honestly, I was always thinking about like, should I change it? No, it's still good. It's like head Automatica for a year, and then it was like um, the format forever. Yeah. And um, um, and then yeah, I was always just thinking about like uh, what to put next, or like how long should I leave something, or what's yeah. cool, and I don't know. No, that's always, awesome. Always thought about that. What were some of your top profile songs? You said had <coughs> had Automatica. Yeah, I had the man. format for a really long time. Um, what else did I have? Uh, what was that one band? Decipher realities or whatever. What was that song? Oh shit! Do you um, remember? Yes, I do. Oh god, this is gonna drive me crazy. No, shoot. Do the internet. <laughs> I always I started to bring my phone into stuff with me because at some point people were like, "Who is in that movie?" or "What was that song?" So yeah. Decipher reality. Decipher from reality. Maybe. Let's see what we got. Play radio play. Radio play. 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 Holy shit, yes. that's awesome. That was that was my jam for a minute. Um, and then under the almost. The oh almost. my god, the almost and under oath, like both of them. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus. What were your some of yours? Uh, some of mine were, I think the first thing yeah, I ever put up um, was yeah. "High School Never Ends" by Bowling for Soup. Nice. I think that was the very first one I ever put. Um, I put, God, Fall Out Boy. I put um, Adelaide by Amberlynn was a good was a big one for me nice. um, and then I started to I remember adding profile songs because I heard them from other friends but it was the first that was the first place I ever heard um, Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson mm. the A Day to Remember mm-hmm. cover of it That's and I was one. just like what the fuck is this yeah. this is amazing and um, In the Siree by the Ataris was another big one um, just stuff like that like that whole um just that entire culture, like every little bit of it. And then Facebook came over mm. and took Not over cool. everything. I know. <laughs> I yeah, think, and then like MySpace was redone and uh, it's like not. And I had hopes because I like Justin Timberlake and I wanted him to do something cool. And it, it looks cool, but it's just, I think everyone has that image of MySpace in their head and yeah. it's not what they like, wanted it. If they kept it the exact same but maybe changed, like, tweaked it a little bit. But, the, the yeah, the layout had to have stayed the same yeah. to keep going. Like, nobody saw the new layout and was like, yes, this is this is who I am. I like, think if they let it be a little bit more customizable, because they were trying to do what Facebook does, which is, here's one set profile. You can't change it. It's going to look this way. I think that's what was so cool about MySpace is that you could, you could change to make it look exactly like what you wanted it to, even if it meant hiring a designer to code it right. and make it look super, super weird. Um, yeah, exactly. I know there was a guy who did something. He The site's down now, but he had something called the old MySpace or the MySpace Retro Project where you could temporarily make a MySpace profile like oh, the shit. old site. 
um, and it disappeared, I think, because of copyright. Ugh. But it looked, I, I, Tom was like, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> as he took his like seven billion dollars and is now, I think he's like a photographer or something. Is he? Now. Yeah, he's like oh, traveling the world doing so. Hey, good for him. Um, he followed us on Twitter once. It was like the most exciting <laughs> day of my whole life. That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, please come DJ. Is he still following you? Yeah, oh, fuck, that yeah, would be awesome. I know, I'm trying to make it happen. Because they did the MySpace tour. Mm-hmm. There was that time they did, it was Say Anything and Hello Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Plain White Tees, right? Yeah, yeah, when they were, it was like their first tour or yeah. something like that. Oh my God. Like that needs to come back. That needs to, that definitely needs to happen. Tom, where are you? Yeah, exactly. Um, in your top eight. That's where he is. I know. That was a terrible joke. I'm no, it's good. <laughs> I just got really upset that he's like not around anymore. What were some of your favorite tour lineups growing up? Because I think that was, I mean, a cool thing about Emo Night is the fact that there's kind of like you were saying there isn't just one set artist it's all these different things and that was what was always really cool about their shows Mm -hmm. it was like five to six artists on one bill and you were there for the whole show yeah what were some i mean what were some of your favorites if you remember uh one of my favorites was i think it was 2005 it was uh taste of chaos and it was the used and my chemical romance and like kill switching gauge and then the used and my chemical romance had that uh collab together under pressure yes and they played that yeah and i think it was also head automatica yeah it was like head automatica and uh like was it kill switch that year it was kill switch um was it 30 seconds to mars no no that was the year after that was 2006 I just I remember the 2006 one because I think the used, I think the used played in 2006, but I may be totally off on my time. No, maybe. Um, because I I know the lineup after that year because there was some kid who wanted to go and he kept naming the lineup. Um, I think it was uh, Chiodos's first tour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the year after. Um, but yeah, that year was I know it was definitely My Chemical Romance and the used, and I just remember hearing that My Chemical Romance like slaughtered every band that went out that that year mm-hmm. because of th- the success of Three Cheers. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh my god, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I got a concussion there. Oh my god. Yeah, during Kill Switch Engage. Yeah, I didn't know, like I didn't know who they were and so I went up to the front and I got like knocked out in the, oh, in the first like three man. seconds that they came out and so I had to like hang out in the medical tent for a second but then I came back out for the use. And That's what we do, though. Yeah. <laughs> we like, just say, I, are you kidding? Like, like, I'm not just gonna let this concussion right, get, get back up. Let's yeah. go back. All right, yeah, sweet. Crowd surf me back up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's always, that's, that's always fun. But, um, yeah. no, that's, that's really cool. That, that would, man, that lineup was a trip. Mm-hmm. That lineup, and then I think that, I think Warp Tour of that year, of that 2005 yeah, it was, like a lot was of the same. Yeah, it was a lot of the same, and then just on steroids, mm-hmm. because all those bands were starting to get massive success and then it it didn't I mean it didn't plateau obviously Warped Tour is still going but um, it, it there was just I, that special little moment in time for all those bands mm-hmm. so I think this, that's really cool that lineup brought back a lot of memories yeah. when you just said that um, yeah I found the ticket stub from it like the other day oh that's so like cool sat there thinking about it nice so it's like nothing will ever be that cool did fall up whatever places to chaos it's a totally random question i don't, I don't recall them okay me. yeah yeah that's what, a long time taste of chaos like didn't even happen yeah, yeah. that's right because i remember it was like it was one year it was like jimmy years. world though and that was amazing yeah oh i do i do remember the jimmy world yeah. year yeah that was cool yeah and then they did um i think the last taste of chaos other than the one that they did that year was um, 
it was Thursday, Bring Me the Horizon, yeah, yeah, yeah. and on like one of their first rising tours, Pierce the Veil, yes. who are now fucking huge. huge. Hi, Vic. Um, <laughs> um, I met Vic at the APMAs, actually. He's a sweetheart. My sister is like obsessed with him. <laughs> and I was like, come DJ Emo, and I was like, oh my god, you. you should, now they're like constantly you sh- on tour. You should, when they have downtime, you should totally have yeah, it. But they Vic never is, have downtime. Okay, true. All it's right. It's like just this ongoing tour. Vic, if you're listening to this, go do emo night. Yes, please. At some point, um, no. If they trust me, if they ever yeah, have the time, it. they would kill it, yeah. and they're the sweetest human beings ever. Mm-hmm. Like they're, I, I love them and can never say enough about them. Yeah. Um, who are some? Of, okay, that was another thing. Who are some of your favorite guests that you guys have had? My favorite guests ever so far has been the Used. Oh, um, they came by and did an acoustic yeah, set. Oh, that was in L.A.? Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was, uh, that was, I was just, like, crying the whole time. And I was, like, trying to keep my composure. Um, because it was, like, super last minute. It all came together, like, yeah. day of, pretty much. Oh, that's and awesome. I was like, this is not going to happen. They're never going to come here. And you're just like, oh, and shit. And show up in a car and, like, get out of the car. I was like, oh, my God. Just <laughs> throw me in a river. Like, this is insane. And, yeah, everybody, everyone was crying. Like, there is this security guard at the Echoplex in LA. Not security guard, sorry. He's the bar manager. Okay. He's just like this badass, like big guy. And he's always like, hey, you know. He was crying. And he won't admit it, but I looked over and he was crying. And he, like, I was just like, no way is any of this happening. This is crazy. That must have been a huge, like, not only just because that band was there, but it must have been just a huge full circle event. Because mm-hmm. it's like, holy shit, we did it. Yeah. We got this Like, they came to, to this thing that I started. That's <laughs> fucking insane. Um, but I know for TJ, it was Dashboard Confessional. Sweet. Yeah, that was, like, a big moment for everybody. That would have been fun. <clears throat> um, I don't know, we've had so many amazing people. I mean, Mark Hoppus, he's done it, like, three times. Oh, that would have, yeah. That's always been really fun, because he actually, like, learned how to DJ. Nice. Yeah, he, like, got gear and learned how to like mash songs up and oh that's so cool yeah um since this is gonna go up next week but yeah um, are there any guests tonight no okay so it's just yeah. a, okay it's re- re- excuse me a regular yes, uh, yes, just email that okay yes. awesome yes. all right well, we'll wrap this up um but uh i guess this is sort of the last question that i ask to um generally ask this to musicians but i think since this is a music event this could apply um mm-hmm. it's a rather broad question but um what does music mean to you I mean, music, I think, is just something that can take you out of a moment, like, make you feel good, I think. Awesome. Perfect way. Thank you, Babs. Thank you so much. It was awesome. Thank you. This episode of For the Record was brought to you by Audible.com, your premier source for online audiobook needs. To get a free 30-day free trial and a free audiobook, visit www.audible.com audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, audibletrial.com slash shameless promo.